Alright, and welcome back to a uh, new episode, new format, uh, general uh, new time for uh, favorite things. Uh, just a quick update on where we're at. Uh, if you are listening to this episode uh, after the X-Men double feature, um, sorry to disappoint you, uh, we're not going to do X-Men Dark Phoenix. Uh, two reasons. One... Uh, I really didn't want to give another two hours of my time to the X-Men franchise right now, um, especially after the mixed results of the past couple movies, but also because there are other things that we want to engage in. And the whole point of favorite things is for us, and hopefully for you, our listener, listen to, watch, read the things that you enjoy. There's way too much content in the world uh, to listen to stuff you don't enjoy. And that means if you don't enjoy us, thank you for listening. Please leave a positive review and you don't ever have to listen again. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you can go to the library and just turn us on on a bunch of different devices. Um, uh, with that said, we won't be finishing out the X-Men franchise with the X-Men Dark Phoenix outside of me giving you my uh, five second review. It's fine. <laughs> No, really, it's fine. It's not good. It's not bad. It's it's fine. Um, if you want to watch it, it's on Disney+. Plus. They have fantastic uh, trans, uh, transfers for movies, meaning it's in Ultra HD. It's got great sound. It's fine. Um, now, moving on to what we will be doing. Uh, the idea going forward for favorite things is... Um, up until this point, for the most part, this has been a very Mark-centric show uh-huh. uh, in what we pick and who does all the talking. And uh, as much as I like listening to my own voice, um, <laughs> there's another person in this equation, uh, my co-host, who has just as interesting uh, opinions and ideas and interests and so to make her a more active participant in this podcast, we're going to change up our format a bit. So what that's going to look like is every week uh, or every time we record, whether that's weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, however often episodes come out, uh, there will be two properties we'll be talking about. One that I pick and one that Betsy picks. Yeah. And what that will do is that will provide you, the listener, a little bit more variety, hopefully in uh, opinions you're hearing, but also in what exactly we're talking about. Maybe you're not into sci-fi. Maybe you're uh, just listening just because uh, you know us and you're trying to be very supportive of your friends. We thank you. Um, But maybe you don't really connect with the whole sci-fi thing and that is absolutely okay um i'll still be talking about a lot of that uh but we're gonna do it on a basis that's more well rounded i hope so we're going to at least for the next few weeks uh be switching over to television shows on my part and as far as betsy's it's up to hers it's up to her uh week to week or episode to episode what she picks uh for us to engage in so, with that introduction, uh, way more long-winded than I wanted it to be, <laughs> um, 
this week a movie came out. Oh, whenever you're listening to this, happy Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have to be on February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. Today is February 12th. Yes. Uh, uh, a new rom-com came out, and if you know my wife, you know she loves rom-coms. Oh, absolutely. Whether it's television, movies, she loves them. I love making fun of them. Um, and believe it or not, I didn't do a lot of that last night. You didn't. I was impressed. Uh, it might have been because I was exhausted. Yes, we came I, a retreat weekend. I fell asleep uh, with 30 minutes left in the yes. film. Not because of the movie, but because I was. I have not slept in about three nights. Yeah. Um, and after we're done talking about it, I will be talking to you about uh, the TV series that we'll be talking about for the next three weeks. So, <laughs> starting off, we will be talking about Marry Me. Yes. So, some information on this film. As with a great number of productions that you will be watching probably for the next two years, uh, a lot of productions were either had already wrapped or were just beginning when COVID-19 struck in late 2019, early 2020. Uh, some films that were either done in production, about to go into post-production, uh, they'd been wrapped up, they were ready to go, but you have to find a right time to release them. So, one of those films is Marry Me. It, it went through principal uh, photography, which is when they bring the actors in, they do all the shooting, and after that you do things like editing, scoring, all things like that. But the production happened in October through early December 2019. So the movie was shot. The movie was supposed to be released in February of last year, February 2021. However, things were still not great at that point, and so they punted on the movie. It's a, it is, a perfect example of a Valentine's Day type movie. It's a date type movie. You release it. The people going to see the movie know what they're getting into. Yeah. And and so you release it right around that, that time frame. Right around Valentine's Day. Um, they did a hybrid release this year because while theaters are open and most people feel safe going to theaters, there are a good number of people who aren't. And that's totally okay. If you're one of those people, there's never been a better time to not go to theaters because most movies, even if they don't come out day and date, are usually on on-demand services within a month to a month and a half. Yeah. So if you are not into going to theaters, do not worry. There are options, especially with this film that came out day and date on Peacock, the streaming service from NBC Universal. And so I'm going to finish up just some basic information on the movie and I'm going to let you drive. Okay. Okay. I I will fill in the blank with observations. Yeah. But I'm not a big talker. I know you're not, <laughs> but that's the whole point of the format change is yeah. to make you talk more. Okay. So, uh, this film stars Owen Wilson, uh, Jennifer Lopez, and uh, a really good, actually pretty convincing cast for a uh, it's a rom-com it this movie is is fairly by the numbers for a rom-com not entirely but for the most part it's paint by numbers rom-com yeah and 
all of the good and some of the bad that comes with that. And um, my thoughts just up front, it was good. I only saw three quarters of it, but it was good. <laughs> um, my my expectations uh, were kind of undermined. Uh, the trailer for this movie, I'll be honest, I was very cynical of. I thought it was going to be dumb and I was going to have a lot of fun just tearing in a new one. And uh, maybe if I was more awake, I, I <laughs> might have. But overall, this movie kind of charmed me uh, and won me over. And so, uh, Betsy, why don't you why don't you tell the listeners, what did you think of this movie? What are your off off the dome off the top of your head what what'd you think of this movie you don't have to recount the plot yet <laughs> we are going to call on you for that shortly okay. but right now what did you think of of marry me i thought it was a really cute romantic comedy it you know it was all the cheese with the um with the heart with the you know yeah everything the unrealistic <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the unrealistic, cheesy, you know, love story. and Okay, was... so if if someone has not seen the trailers for this movie, uh, they have not looked it up online, they, uh, outside of what I just said about it starring Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez, which is an unlikely couple for rom-com, yeah. um, they're two people who've been in rom-coms, and both of them have done good rom-coms, what... What is the elevator pitch? If you're telling someone about this movie in a minute to two minutes, and you're going to give the basic setup for the movie, this is what happened, and the entire movie flows out of this. Okay, so you got the divorcee, uh, single dad. Okay. Trying to figure out a way to impress his daughter. Okay. Takes her to a concert. Okay. Ends up getting married at the concert. Okay. How does he end up getting married at the concert? Uh, his friend that took them to the concert was holding a sign that said, marry me. Okay. And handed it to him. And the... Okay. So what's the other side of that equation look like? The other person? Yes. So she's supposed to get married on the stage. Okay, so this the performer at this yeah, concert is supposed, is supposed to get married on the stage. And she finds out two seconds before going out on the stage that her fiancé was cheating on her. Ooh, okay. So she goes out, she sees, she tells him to turn on the house lights, and she sees Owen Wilson holding the sign saying, marry me. Uh-huh. And she said, okay. So you got two strangers. Yep. With broken hearts. Yep. Trying to figure out the world around them. Yep. And they get married. So the premise of this movie is their relationship. They start off married and then trying to figure out... Is it worth it to stay married? Is it married? worth it? Do we stay married? Or or do we just say, like, you know, it was a good publicity stunt, but there's nothing to lose here if we walk, go our separate ways. Yeah. So I was, I was very much charmed by this movie in that my fears... I say fears... The, not like, oh my gosh, this movie's going to ruin that. No. Uh, my my fears for a plot of this movie is the way the trailer sets it up is that uh, these two people uh, get married. They're an unlikely couple. And it's great casting in the unlikely, 
unlikely yeah. couple thing. These are not two people that you would put together on a on a spreadsheet most of the yeah. time. Um, and my fear is they put them together, and it's it's the classic rom com of they they fall for each other even though they really shouldn't. Yeah. And and by the end of it, uh, they're just they're just together and everything is absolutely perfect by the end of it. And what I really liked about, again, the three quarters of this that I saw, was the fact that both of them up front, both she and he acknowledge exactly what it is. They're not pretending to have a great relationship. They are, they're like, why not? This yeah. this, this is a why not scenario. This isn't a I wanted to get married. This is a I I have done my life this way for so long. There was an opportunity to do something different. Why not? Yeah. Uh, it's not about him trying to jump into bed with the the starlet, and it's also not about her trying to trying to get revenge on her on her boyfriend right. it's literally in the in a moment of crisis when she is at her lowest point in betrayal she wants to do something absolutely different yeah. and she's asked at a press conference what were you thinking and she goes i wasn't i was not thinking yeah and and owen wilson and she both Play the role as honestly as you can. Of uh, she, she's basically Jennifer Lopez. I'm not saying her character's name because it really doesn't matter. She's yeah. effectively playing herself. Yeah, I can't even remember their names in the movie. Like, yeah, well, we watched it last night. Yeah. It's a new thing. It's not an all-time favorite yeah. rom-com. It's yeah. it's a good one, but it's it's not an all-time favorite. It's not uh, it's not you've got mail. Uh, where it's Joe Fox and Kathleen Kelly. It's not. Um, it's not Casablanca with Rick and Elsa. It's this is Marry Me, a 2020 movie that was supposed to be released in 2021 and got punted to 2022. Mm -hmm. And it's good. It's not the best you're gonna see, but it's also not bad yeah honestly it's it's worth a watch i mean we watched just friends i mean that's a <laughs> i uh i did not pick that movie no you still tease me about that one i hadn't in a while but yeah live with your shame yeah and go for it that's definitely not a movie we will ever talk about outside of this conversation because it's a horrible movie uh, i I don't like to dwell on negativity. Anyhow. <laughs> That's why I said outside of this conversation. I don't like to dwell on the negative. Um, so we're going to go positive And we're going to continue yes. talking about marrying me. So this, this happens. They get married on the stage. What happens next? So they... Uh... So what is, what is this divorced man played by Owen Wilson? What uh, he's... he's a single father. Yeah. Um, he's a math teacher. He's a math teacher. What What's his What's his deal? What's What's his life separate from Jennifer Lopez, and how does this new life affect him? Well, it's like he's a math teacher. He's preparing his kids for a math lawn. Yep. Um, 
Um, he, uh, he lives in an apartment with his bulldog. He has his daughter three days a week. Uh-huh. Um, so his life is pretty ordinary. Um, I think they're in, what, New York City? Mm-hmm. Um, he just has, he has a small apartment. It's nothing fancy. There's, you know, it's just a normal, normal small apartment. Yep. With his bulldog. I don't remember if I mentioned that. Yeah. All right. So, um... So after he's called up on stage and then he says, why not? When she, when the person, the the guy officiating the wedding asks and he's like, oh, looks, looking at his daughter, he's like, okay, why not? Sure. Okay. Um, so then they leave the venue together in her limo mm-hmm. and she drops him off at his apartment. Mm-hmm. So then it's about, for him, I guess for her, they... You know, everyone's trying to talk her like, just, you know, there's been no paperwork signed for this. This is not legal. And she looks at them. She's like, fill out the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talk to him. They get his agreement to go six months of this. And then the, there's a prenup, all this stuff. And there's a big, they promised a big donation for the school. Yeah. Math along, whatever. So in the meantime, he, he goes along with it just to, you know, just kind of help her out. And because his daughter thinks it's the coolest thing ever. And uh-huh. so he's finally got to end with his daughter. She's 12 years old. Yeah. So he's going on with his daily life. And then they're starting to try to figure out the, you know, oh, we need to make an appearance on the Today Show or whatever. And he's like, well, I can't do that. I've got school. Yeah. And they're like, well, you have to do something. He's like... I can't. I'm sorry. This isn't going to work. So it's the traditional PR cycle and that she's coming from and her people are yeah. coming from. Yeah. And, and then, at the same time, he's just trying to live his normal life. Yeah. And as, as she's watching him, she starts pushing back with her PR people saying like, okay, we'll rearrange the schedule for you. Yeah. We'll rearrange this or that. And then, um, so yeah, his his life as normal as it can be with these few things that he's just like this isn't me like mm-hmm. being called into big TV pro- pro- promotional clips and stuff and all the YouTube and so, Instagram so something I liked early on is his character is very much a Luddite uh, someone who's not good with technology yeah he, he still has a flip phone yeah. uh, and uh, it's 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 the classic rom-com uh, odd couple of yeah. you you have a kind of schlubby guy who's a, a luddite but really smart and, and very charming yeah and one of the things I like about the way he relates to Jennifer Lopez is he sees a woman who is hurt and vulnerable yeah. and he's like hey I I can walk I can walk away it's yeah. it's okay you you really don't have to stick around with me it's it's okay yeah you, you were in a vulnerable place and I, I wanted to give you an out yeah um yeah at no point throughout this did he ever try to take advantage of her vulnerability yes um throughout the whole the whole first first second act whatever he kept trying to give her the out being like this you know you don't have to do this this you know Mm-hmm. I'm okay, you know, this is my reality, this is the way I live, versus this is how you live, all the fancy, and, 
Um, so she's supposed to go, go to Japan. Yes. For a personal concert. Yes. And, uh, but instead she shows up at the school and she had not yet met his daughter. Yep. She shows up at the school. Instead, he's like, wait a minute. You're supposed to be in Japan. And she said, mm, I canceled it. We'll, we'll reschedule that. Okay. You know? So um, you can see that she's starting to fall in love with him. Yes. And, you know, he's not sure what to think or what to do. Um, so in the process of coming to school, because his daughter's in this classroom she shows up at, they're preparing for the mathalon. And... You know, so she meets her, and of course, all the kids think this is now the greatest class to be in in the world. And so she teaches them how to dance to focus on on the answers, on the questions being asked, instead of being nervous about um, going blank when somebody asks you a question. To focusing on the dance, so yes. that they can come up with the answer. Um. Sorry, my brain just totally lost what I was it, It's okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll pick up a little bit, yeah. and then I'll carry us to the break. Um, so Owen Wilson during this, and, and something I, I found interesting, is he and Jennifer Lopez start up a friendship, and he starts enjoying spending time with her. And yes. whereas before, it's like hey, I did this thing and it was cute while it lasted, but let's move on. And it quickly moves to, I really like this girl. Yeah. And around the time that he and she are connecting romantically, um, they go to a premiere and her ex shows up. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and all the papers and all the tabloids are, are they back together? And... We find out at this point from Owen Wilson that his marriage ended um, because he saw his ex drifting away from him and asked if she wanted to leave. And she said yes, and he let her go. And so he sees this guy who is more handsome and more talented and is is. Honestly, on screen, if, if you're looking at two people side by side, he looks like a more natural fit for Jennifer Lopez than he does. And he's like, why? Why would you be with me? And so he wants to let her go. He doesn't want her stuck. Yeah. He, he likes her enough that he knows that to cling to her, he, he'd be a possessive a-hole. And, and he doesn't want to be that. And this brings on the second act conflict that really drives the end of the movie that I didn't see. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, around this time, the, the fiance is showing up more and more and he and uh, she are, are singing uh, duets that were written for their wedding, but yeah. uh, that fell through. And all of that, as far as show business, it's great publicity. And for Owen Wilson, he's watching this relationship that he didn't think was going to be anything but became more than he thought it could be. He watches it start to seem like it might crumble. Yeah. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Betsy is going to tell us all, myself included, <laughs> how this movie ends.
All right, Betsy, you have left us all just <laughs> eagerly awaiting the grand finale. So. Okay, so after Owen Wilson lets her go. Yes. And, and, and they officially, they get divorced. Okay. So she writes a song that says, Lead Me to You. Okay. And so it was about all the heartbreak that she's had to endure through all the relationships. In this movie, she's been married, I think, three different times. Before this. Before before this. So this was her fourth marriage. Um, and plus the other multiple broken relationships without marriage. And so the song is about all of these broken relationships that led me to you. Yeah. Um, so this song, it becomes number one on all the hits. Um... And so everyone thinks that she wrote this for the guy that cheated on her. Yeah. At the beginning. And uh, so that's, that song is it's huge. It's everywhere. Um, now Owen Wilson, we'll go back to him now because she's just she's over here trying to figure her her place and what's going on because everyone's like, are they together? Aren't they? What's going on? So Owen Wilson's over here struggling with seeing her face everywhere. Yeah. Struggling with like this number one hit that everybody's singing and all this stuff because he's he's on the boat of thinking that this song was written for this other guy. Yeah. So he's trying to put it out of his brain, forget about it. He refuses the um, the money given for the contract with the um, for him to go along with the, the marriage. Yeah. Um, and he's taking the the kids on onto the Mathalon in in uh, Peoria, Illinois. Yeah. So, um, the, the kids are going, his daughter's super nervous because she's afraid she'll get the answers wrong. Um, and so, uh, he's realizing that he's totally in love with J-Lo. Yeah. So, J-Lo is on uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, so who she, is... Who has been a constant force throughout this movie yes. uh, as the only talk show host, <laughs> apparently, she, yeah. in this universe. So, Oh, also, there is a character that we've left out. Uh, it is uh, Owen Wilson's best friend in this film. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sarah Silverman, who does a great job as his wing woman? Wing woman, yeah. Uh, wing his man. lesbian friend. Yes, and she... Sarah Sil- Silverman... You might love her humor. You may hate her humor. It, it can be an acquired taste. As the, the sidekick, best friend, uh, wingman character in this, she's great. She She's great. Yeah. Comic relief pops in just enough, just when you need her in this film. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, so she... Um, J-Lo. J-Lo uh, and uh, Bastion um, are on the Jimmy Fallon show. Yes. And Jimmy Fallon's talking about, like, okay, so everyone's saying, will they, won't they? You know, you got the song Marry Me that you wrote for for your wedding that didn't happen. And, but now you guys have been singing it together. And now this song that Lead Me to You that you wrote for Bastion and all this stuff. Now everyone's asking, will they or won't they? And then Jimmy Fallon says, so when we, um, we're going to a break and when we come back, we'll find out for sure, will they or won't they? And they'll sing the song. Yeah. And in that moment, J-Lo looked at Jimmy Fallon, and it went to commercial break for them, and she looked at Jimmy Fallon and said, I didn't write that song for Bastion. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I have to go. Mm-hmm. So she's dressed up in this very... So so one quick note. Okay. So this is the point... You were asleep. 
I'm asleep at this point. This is the point in the movie where I would have gone, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And here's why. Uh, so I I love late night talk shows, which, by the way, are typically filmed at about noon uh, to uh, four o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, more often than not, before the guest ever arrives at the show, all lines of questioning and uh, dialogue are run through vigorous <laughs> ER channels. Uh, you, there are no-go topics. There are, uh, hey, maybe uh, when you ask this question, ask it this way. Everything is run through PR w with a fine-tooth comb. Yeah. Anytime anyone is going to be on, on a talk show. And the reason is to avoid the situation that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, go ahead. Okay, so, she starts running out of the studio. Her British uh, manager is chasing after her, and she's like, I've got to go. I've got to go to Peoria. Yes. Um, and I have to get there tonight. Um, so, he's like, okay, I'll get you a plane. She's like, no, I have to do this on my own. Because that, that was part of the show was she didn't know how to do things on her own. She didn't even know how to get into her own house. It's something I fucked out earlier. But yeah. she didn't even know how to get into her own house yes. without the help. So... She's like, no, I have to do this on my own. And she jumps in a in a limo while he's shouting after her, wait, that's not our limo. Like, but she she took nothing with her. She's wearing stilettos, open-toed stiletto sandals, um, this plastic looking, uncomfortable looking dress. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, she goes to the airport. And she's trying to get on a plane, and they're like, sorry, the closest we can get you is to Chicago. But that won't get you there until the morning. You got all these layovers. And she's like, I can't. I have to get there tonight because tomorrow's the Mathalon and I'll miss it. And so then she turns around. She grabs the the uh, mic to talk to the people in line behind her. And she's like, anybody who gives me your, I'll give you $10,000 for a ticket to Chicago or Peoria. And uh, the lady's like, I'm sorry, ma'am. That's, that's illegal. You can't. Do uh -huh. that, and at that moment, her manager shows up with. She left with nothing, so she did not have a way to buy a ticket yeah. or anything. So he gives her her little purse that has money in it, and he has a ticket for her. <laughs> he was able to get a ticket, but it still would not get her there till first thing in the morning. And it was in coach, and she had never ridden coach yeah. before. So, so it shows her sitting there in coach, just trying to figure out. I'm trying to remember what happened while she was in coach. Um, of course, people were videoing her oh she she realized that it was going to be extremely cold uh and so she's like does anybody have a re really really heavy warm jacket i could buy and there was another high number like she gave and so it shows her walking out of the airport with this really big <laughs> um jacket still like bare legs in stilettos yeah. um there's no taxis outside of the airport yeah nothing and she's like She's like, okay, I don't know what to do. Well, then, da da da, um, Owen Wilson's friend shows up. Uh -huh. She's right there because the manager called her. Yeah. So she's there at the airport, and she's like, here, we'll get an Uber. And so she looks she's like, there's three hours away. Yeah. So at that point, a city bus is pulling up that's empty, and so uh, the the friend jumps in front of the bus till it stops. And she's like, she's like, listen, we have to get there for love, all this stuff going on and on and on. And like, 
will you take us to Peoria? And then um, J-Lo was like, I'll give you $10,000. So they get the city bus. Yeah. And they drive to Peoria. I have no idea what the distance is. From- so the thing I love is that apparently everyone's magic number is $10,000. $10, like... <laughs> It may not be the ten thousand. I'm just trying to remember, but I feel so, like it was. A... So here's here's my thing. <laughs> For the record, anybody out there who wants to buy me, there are times and situations, depending on what you ask me, the number is lower than ten thousand. But if you ask me to drive from Chicago to Peoria and lose my job, yeah. <laughs> it is going to be more than ten thousand dollars. You are paying me a, a, a year's <laughs> salary. Yeah. I am I am not losing my job and potentially going to jail yeah. for ten thousand uh, so, dollars. Yeah, so they get to um, so they're they're en route to this high school or yeah. middle school whatever in Peoria to the Mathlon, and uh, so flashes to the to this and uh, they're down to the final two teams for this mathlon and it's the Owen Wilson's school team that his daughter Lou is on yeah. and this other three year running champion team uh-huh. um, and the co- coach for this champion team was egging him on like oh I'm sorry you're going to go back empty handed we're going to win again this is number four for us and he's looking at his team saying number four number four and they're all going out now um, they're down to the final question uh-huh. or the final problem and Lou, Owen Wilson's daughter, yep. is the, um, if she gets it right, they win. Yep. If she gets it wrong, they lose. Yep. And so she's up there when some of the kids up on the competing team starts pretend, making choking sounds trying to make her choke up. Yeah. Which makes her lose distraction. And so Owen Wilson just looks at her and is like, you got this? And he starts dancing, which in turn makes her start dancing to focus. So then this at this point, um, Jayla walks in the back. She sees some signs like cheerleader, like uh, poster boards on the wall with cheerleader information uh-huh. and everything. And so she stops to look at that. I, I was trying to figure out why she was looking at that, and then it, it does pay out. She, um, so she kind of walks in the back while she's watching Owen Wilson <laughs> dancing. Uh-huh. And uh, then you see Lou smile and just start she gets a beat in her head and she starts bouncing her head and she starts the coach of the other team's like hey wait a minute he's counting he's telling her he's giving her the answer by doing this and he's like no I'm not I'm just dancing and so Lou starts dancing and she twirls here there dancing works on the problem and keeps moving around doing her dance it's the dance that JLo had taught them at the beginning uh-huh. and then she gets it and she says the answer and the judge says you got the answer correct but you ran out of time. Mm-hmm. So they lost. They did. They didn't win. Uh-huh. And so Lou is up there. She just starts crying because once again she failed. Yeah. Um, that was something that I she had been in something before where she failed, and that's why she was. They had to really talk her into joining the mathalon because she was afraid of failing. Mm-hmm. So Owen Wilson was saying, "You did great." You had the right answer. This was not about winning or losing. This was, you did great. You had the confidence to do it. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you. And he's, he's just trying to build her up and it's helping. She smiles and she hugs him. When all of a sudden, J-Lo says, I am so proud of you, Lou. That was amazing. Whatever. She, all the, she said all the right things. And she's like so excited. Like, oh my gosh, 
she's here, she showed up. And Owen Wilson's like, you came. Like, I can't believe you came. And then she she, she holds up a sign that says, marry me. Uh-huh. And, uh... Of course, everybody in the audience is recording this live on Instagram and all that stuff. They're like, oh my gosh, she's here. And this is the guy? What? You know. So um, he's just looking at her like, is this for real? And she mouths the words, I love you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, and Lewis and they're like, go, dad, go. And then she puts down the marry me sign and reaches for his friend who's holding another sign. And she holds that one up and it says, again. Mm-hmm. And so Lou pushes him and he runs down there and they hug, they kiss, and, you know, everyone's happy. And that's the end. And then as the credits roll, it goes through all the different people who talked about how they met their significant others. And I'm like, well, a couple of the people were actually people in the movie, but then it was just like random <laughs> people. I'm like, I don't know if they were production people, if they were real couples or just actors. Uh-huh. But like, the one of the... Um, the, she wasn't the manager, but she was one of the ladies that worked for J-Lo. Uh-huh. Um, she, it's like how she met her guy was the coach for the for the other team's mathalon. Uh-huh. The guy that was being a jerk. <laughs> so like, so they were now a couple. And I'm trying. There was a few other people in there that's like green. I'm like, oh, they all found it was just really sweet. And then the last couple it showed was J-Lo and Owen Wilson on you know. It was a really sweet, fun, you know, if you like romantic comedies, I highly recommend it. I will say the very first scene with the concert at the beginning, it wasn't the first scene, but at the first concert at the beginning, you were in the kitchen because you were preparing my Valentine. Uh Uh-huh. And she was wearing an outfit that I was super uncomfortable if you would have walked in while she was wearing it. So she was wearing wearing a J-Lo outfit or a a pop star outfit. Yeah. But it was one of those, if you would have walked in, I was like, I was just watching, I'm like, okay, don't walk in, don't walk in. But then she was done with it. By the time you came back in the living room, I'm like, I would have been super uncomfortable with that outfit, <laughs> with her wearing that. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pop star clothing. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where, like, I like pop. I don't love watching pop because I, it's, it's kind of weird for me. It's, it's one of these things where I... I enjoy the music, I enjoy the sound, but at a certain point, I don't like the idea of becoming sexually aroused while I'm listening to <laughs> any type of music, really. Yeah. And uh, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Thanks, yeah. though. Um, there's, like, there's other outfits throughout it, like when she had concerts and stuff that I'm like, okay, that's what I'm used to for pop. That I'm still is not great, but it's like, okay. But that that one particular one, I'm like, no, oh, that's it's a, a little too uh, raunchy. It is, it is straight up sweetheart. This yeah. is like, I I remember growing up and it, it being like, oh, oh, you <laughs> can do that? Okay. Um, but that's, that's just... Honestly, probably the most realistic part of the movie is that that was was her concert element. Anyhow, so you enjoyed it. I did. It was a really cute, cute romantic comedy, chick flick, whatever. And the fact that you were able to enjoy it as well. Yeah. And like, I don't think you made fun of it at all while we were watching it. No. So, which is like, that's a plus for me if if it's something that's got your attention to where you're not (laughs) making fun of it. I... (laughs) I don't want to ruin your enjoyment of something. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I will make fun of elements, but I don't want to, 
I don't want to uh, just ruin it for you. Yeah. It's it's like, uh, yeah, I'll just pass on. But yeah. So you enjoyed it. I did. Good. It's uh, been a while since we've done new chick flicks, so. It's all right. With our new format, whether it's a chick flick or a TV show, you get to pick week yeah. to week. Um, so, guys, I hope you enjoyed listening to uh, our rom-com talk about Marry Me. Uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the first three episodes of WandaVision. So, hope you'll stick around. this week uh i've really been wanting to revisit some of the marvel cinematic universe uh as we head into doctor strange and the multiverse of madness uh we've already covered one element uh with december's spider-man no way home uh that leads into uh doctor strange and the multiverse of madness and uh, we will probably talk about Doctor Strange at some point before the movie comes out. Um, but uh, I really wanted to revisit the two Marvel TV shows that really are going to play, I believe, pretty heavily into the movie. And they're kind of more digestible um, in that uh, we can watch two or three episodes of television over the course of a week. <laughs> And it's a lot less impactful than, okay, we have to map out two plus hours yeah. to sit down and watch a movie. Typically, it's going to be on the same day that we're going to record. So now we have to add another two hours on top of that. Yeah. So now we're talking about like four hours, add in breaks. We're talking about five hours and it becomes a whole day thing. Yeah. Whereas with this... We can watch TV shows over the course of a week. Maybe we save an episode for right before we record. And it's a little bit more reasonable time ask. But I I remember in 2019, it's hard to believe it was that long ago, but I remember in 2019 when Avengers Endgame came out, getting to the end of that movie and trying to think about where do you go next with these characters? And for any of you who aren't familiar with the Avengers storyline leading up to Avengers Endgame, I'll keep you apprised as best I can with the important characters. I'm not going to cover everything, um, but I'm going to give, give you a little bit of lead-in to set you up with where the world is for the show, and then talk about the show just as if you were watching it along with us. Again, we're just going to be discussing the first three episodes. The full series is available to stream on Disney+. Plus. Um, it is uh, one of my favorite things that Disney did last year, and uh, I'm excited to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, before we get into it, um, as spoiler-free as we can be for these first three episodes, um, what do you think? Uh them they're different and it's for me as we started watching them it wasn't I forgot about how the characters what 
they were before this. Yes. So it was just kind of like, okay, just trying to figure out. And I know I had questions the first time we watched you, like, why is, why is it like this? You know, who were they? Yes. <laughs> so, um, but no, it's I, I I enjoy it. It's it's a different take on things the way they do they do it and yes. Um, so I'll I'll give <laughs> I'll give a brief recap yeah. uh, on the events leading into this show uh, as far as the movies told, and then I'll start talking about the show. So uh, brief recap. Uh, so over the course of almost just over twenty films, uh, Marvel told the story of how a group of heroes gathered together uh, to form a force to be able to defend the planet against threats um, either from here or outside. Uh, and in the first six of those films, the heroes formed a band. Um, a couple movies later, we were introduced to some secret forces that were working against those heroes. And those secret forces assembled uh, some superpowered individuals uh, that would fight the Avengers. And those superpowered individuals were uh, Wanda Maximoff and her brother Pietro, uh, who some people call Quicksilver. And Wanda doesn't get a name uh, quite yet. And so, uh, over the course of the movie Avengers Age of Ultron, uh, they're kind of antagonists for the Avengers. At the end, they switch to fight with the Avengers uh, to save the world from Ultron. Uh, Pietro dies in the process, and Wanda continues on with the Avengers. Uh, Wanda fights alongside Captain America, uh, teaming up uh, with him and when they're on the losing side of that conflict, they go on the run. Uh, in the meantime, she begins a relationship with uh, the android built out of the body of Ultron uh, called Vision. Vision is self-aware. He has thoughts, feelings, desires, but he is an entirely artificial being with superpowers. Um, and so... Vision and Wanda have feelings for each other. We see this at the beginning of Avengers Infinity War. Um, Vision has one of the uh, Infinity Stones in his forehead. Um, throughout Infinity War, they're trying to protect him because Thanos and his team are trying to get the Infinity Stone. Uh, all of this culminates at the end of Infinity War where Vision is killed by Thanos in order to retrieve the stone from his head. Uh, following movie, uh, immediately after Thanos gets all the stones, wipes out half of the life in the universe, including on planet Earth. In the next movie, the heroes fight, return life of those snapped by Thanos. Unfortunately, uh, Vision was murdered before all of this, and so he does not come back. Wanda fights alongside the Avengers to defeat Thanos, and the world is saved beginning of this movie all of the sudden vision is alive mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning of WandaVision now the thing about this show is that it's a sitcom yes. not only is it a sitcom it is a sitcom <laughs> that is uh, 
almost an homage to every type of sitcom leading up to this show. So the first episode is very much a Dick Van Dyke type yes. sitcom. It's, all right, I'm at work. The boss is coming over, so we better impress him. And so Wanda and Vision's big secret is that the Vision is an android and we can't let the neighbors know. And so he'll turn into a human looking form. And uh, Wanda has superpowers, can't let people know. It's kind of a bewitched element. Yes. And so they have dinner with the boss in the first episode. The boss uh, chokes on his food. Vision saves him by phasing through his throat to be able to pull out the piece of meat. Uh, and at the end of the episode, oh, it's we've impressed the boss. Everything's okay. And then we zoom out and we find out that everything that was occurring on screen is being watched by someone who's taking notes. Mm -hmm. uh, it's important to note the first two episodes of this show are in black and white. Yeah. Uh, and it's a square screen. And it does have the traditional 4-3 aspect ratio <laughs> of a classic broadcast. The next episode kind of fast forwards a little bit it's more along the lines of the 60s we're talking about early gilligan's island you're talking about early brady bunch uh you're talking about that time just before people have color televisions and so this is all about how do you uh, uh interact with your community whereas the first one is about all right the boss is coming over we got to impress the boss this one is about fitting in with the greater community and so it's all about uh, the neighborhood talent show where Wanda and Vision are going to perform a magic show. Um, and throughout the episode, they're trying to impress, I believe it's Dottie, uh, who is the neighborhood uh, busybody who will tear you down in a heartbeat. And so as they're trying to impress, little weird things start happening uh, around Wanda. Uh, they hear a voice from somewhere else. A glass shatters in Dottie's hand. Um, and all of this is happening, and it's odd. It's very odd. Mm -hmm. At night, uh, Wanda and Vision sleep in beds that are separate, uh, much like on I Love Lucy. Yes. Um, and they hear a knocking on the window. Uh, Vision gets some gum in his system, and so he gets... all. He starts acting drunk. Yeah. Uh, eventually, they finish their magic act where they actually do something that seems like magic and they explain it away. Go home. And as Wanda and Vision are having a moment, they hear something from outside. Go to investigate. Someone comes out of the sewer in a beekeeper outfit. And all of a sudden, the scene skips and we're back inside. And Wanda and Vision are talking and... All of a sudden, Wanda's pregnant and color enters the scene. Yes. Um, and that's how the episode ends. And right about now, watching through the first two episodes, I believe episodes one and two were released simultaneously the first week mm -hmm. that this came out. We can tell that things are off. We don't know why they're off. We're not sure what's happening, but we know they're off. Uh, in both episodes, there are television commercials that are weird yeah. have some in jokes to the marvel universe but they're just weird we get to the third episode color has entered uh the scene it 
it's very much the 1970s in hairstyles and outfits in the kind of technicolor feel of the scenes even the house that wanda and the vision are living in has morphed from in the original episode it's a it's a single level home ranch style in the second episode it's a house that has a second layer uh, or a second uh, floor in the third episode it is straight up the brady bunch house yep. and they're prepping a nursery now that wanda's pregnant and her pregnancy is just moving right along it's literally 12 hours after the last episode where all of a sudden she's pregnant they've already built a nursery and she looks like she is about eight months pregnant yeah. um and spoiler alert by the end of the episode those babies are coming out yeah and so we get to uh We've been introduced to, I'm trying to remember her name, not her real name, but the character's name, Black Lady. Oh my goodness, it left me. Okay, we're not gonna say her fake name. She has a real name that will be revealed in episode four, uh, <laughs> but there is an uh, African-American woman who has shown up in episode two. She comes back in episode three to visit Wanda right as she goes into labor and all around their house things are going wrong all around wanda uh there's rain pouring from the ceiling the um the butterfly mobile on the crib turns into actual butterflies uh she makes a stork spontaneously appear and then wanda uh starts to give birth while she's with this uh african-american woman uh, Vision comes back with the doctor. They deliver twins. Yeah. Uh, Tommy and Billy. And as Vision goes outside to talk to the doctor, um, he has already noticed that the neighbors are acting a little weird, but the doctor is acting weird as well. While he's talking to them, uh, the uh, black lady starts acting really weird. Uh Wanda talks about her brother and the lady lets slip. He died in the fight with Ultron. And Wanda immediately gets very defensive. Vision comes back in and she is gone. And the scene warps as Vision starts to ask her questions and eventually just, it's gonna be okay. It's the sitcom happy ending. And we go to outside the town city limits, the aspect ratio changes from 4-3 to a traditional 2 to 35 to 1, um, which is the cinematic ratio used for most film now. Yeah. And uh, the black lady, who will be revealed next week yeah. to be a completely different character, flies out of a energy wall outside of the town and all of these vehicles of special agents pull up to deal with her yeah and that's how episode three ends and so this is literally me just flying through the plot of these mm -hmm. first three episodes but things i want to talk about that i really enjoy about this is i remember watching week to week and i've always felt a little weird about the disney release schedule because a lot of their products, you you want to binge them. You, yeah. you want to binge them just because you want the next week's thing. 
but Disney is so smart, <coughs> excuse me, about how they release these because I remember for weeks, uh, we just came off of Book of Boba Fett's finale mm-hmm. this past week, and for weeks you talk about these things, whereas if it was all released at once, we would talk about it for a weekend and then we're not going to talk right. about it. But we talk about it for weeks and months because each new week is a new water cooler conversation to talk about. Whether it's WandaVision or Book of Boba Fett or Mandalorian, you're you're talking about these things week over week. And when it's something like WandaVision, which is very mystery heavy, yeah, you're you're theorizing what what is going on. How is Vision alive? Because at the end of Avengers Endgame, Vision is dead. Um, the last time we saw him, he had just a crater in his forehead from where Thanos tore out the Infinity Stone. Yeah. This is... Something weird is going on. And it's uh, it reminds me a lot of Lost. Mm-hmm. And that weekly mystery of what is happening. And so I love the mystery. Uh, I love Catherine Hahn. As in these first three episodes, she's the... Agnes. She's Agnes, the quirky, kind of nosy neighbor. And uh, she reminds me in the first episode of what was Lucy's best friend's name on. Uh, oh, Lucy and. Uh, oh my gosh. Was Ethel. it Ethel? Uh, she reminds me a lot of Ethel from the Lucy show in the first uh, first two episodes. In this one, she felt more like Alice from the Brady Bunch. She's she's got a quirky line, one liner, and then she pops out. But we we see in this episode that. When the neighbors are acting squirrely, one of them like uses a like a hedge trimmer to slice through the concrete wall yeah. next to the Wanda and Vision's house, and uh, she knows something's up and she knows something. I remember even at the time being like, "Okay, she she knows more than she's letting on." And Catherine Hahn, first of all, is just delightful. I, oh yeah, I love her in Parks and Rec. She <laughs> is phenomenal on that. I remember watching her on Crossing Jordan. Uh, growing up at, when she's one of the med- medical examiner staff and she was great on that. She's just really well-rounded actress and I just... She becomes her part. Yeah, she yes. she is phenomenal. And uh, Paul Bettany and um, Elizabeth Olsen take these two characters who in the Avengers movies, with the exception of Infinity War, are side characters. I mean, they're they're important to the story but realistically they're tertiary characters yeah they i remember when we went and saw infinity war you asked me who's Who's the red guy guy? (laughs) who's the red guy a guy who is so integral to several of the marvel movies and you're like i don't know who that is he's not captain america thor or iron man i don't know who he is and so they take him and scarlet witch uh wanda who's not the Scarlet Witch, she's Wanda. Um, and they they make a comedy show about them with mystery elements. Yeah. It's weird, but somehow it works. And I remember watching Week to Week and really enjoying it last mm-hmm. year. And I'm watching it again in 2022, knowing full well what happens. Yeah. I'm enjoying it again. And so I'm... I'm enjoying the rewatch. I'm looking forward to hitting episodes four, five, and six next week. Um, or whenever we get to it. We 
We're on our own timetable. We like to give out weekly episodes, but we're on our own timetable. Yeah, and there's some change coming in for us, so yeah, we're gonna be we're figuring it out. <laughs> Anyhow, with all of that said, I I enjoyed this. I'm glad that Disney's doing this, and um, I I hope they don't feel the need to do the binge drop where you drop everything at once. Um, unless that's what they want to do, but so far the week to week, I like it. I, it's fun for me to be able to, with these shows go, Hey, um, so we'll watch this tonight when we get home, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And it's appointment viewing, even though it's, it's not like I have to be sat down at seven o'clock to watch it. For us, it's, hey, when we get yeah. home and you and I are ready to sit down and watch something, this is what we're right. watching. We have our TV trays in front of us with our yeah. food. And- yeah, it's it's <laughs> not a it's not a question. It's a, hey, this is what we're going to do for fun. Yeah. And I enjoy that. And there it, it brings the best parts of classic TV watching to mind for me. I remember when I was a kid and on... I'm trying to remember if it was Tuesdays, Fridays, or both, my family would watch JAG together. Yeah. Uh, And if it was Fridays, we would get pizza. Um, And if it was Tuesdays, we we would have dinner, and and we'd be done with dinner by 7, so we could watch JAG. Yeah. And that was was a family ritual. And there's something fun about that. There's something communal about that. And then the conversations that you have the next day about it is something that's really enjoyable because most great content is best enjoyed with other people yeah. so i i'm really enjoying going through this again yeah, i'm enjoying good, talking too. about it yeah me too so guys thank you so much for coming and joining us uh with our new format we're still ironing some kinks out we're gonna get it figured out um odds are pretty pretty good that I'm releasing this after Valentine's Day. I might dump it before. I don't know. Um, If it comes out before, have have a happy Valentine's Day. If it doesn't, uh, just keep this marked unread until uh, Valentine's Day 2023, and then you can listen to it then. (laughs) Uh, Guys, have a great week. I hope that you'll stick around with us as we figure things out. Um, But I hope you'll come back for more favorite things. Bye. I'm still not letting you have the last word.